We've seen enough marriages here on Divorce Court to know one thing is for certain. Making a new marriage work is not always easy. On today's case, newlyweds Ayana and Clarence James say they have been struggling to get their marriage on track. But with a new baby and a business to run, they've had a tough go of it. Mrs. James says that her husband has given her multiple reasons to think he's been cheating on her with his exes, their employees, and even their nanny. Now she's looking for some clarity. Mr. James says things would be fine but for his wife's unfounded insecurities and constant accusations. He says his wife's inability to trust him is the real culprit in their marriage. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of James versus James. Yes, indeed. Mrs. James, Mr. James. Mrs. James, you say you are heartbroken that after only a year of marriage, you find yourself in my courtroom. But you say you can no longer ignore your husband's infidelity. Today, you are seeking my help in hopes that I can bring some resolution to the issues between you. Yes, Your Honor. And Mr. James, you say today your testimony will prove once and for all that you have not been unfaithful to your wife and you hope today is the beginning of a fresh start for the both of you. Yes, Judge. Okay, so I want to make sure that I understand this. You all were together for seven years. You've only been married one year. There is a 14-month-old baby boy involved. What brings us to court today, Mrs. James? Honestly, Judge, I am at... Uh, it's the final straw. I'm at my wit's end. He's constantly lying. He does not answer the phone. And what brings me in is that there's so much on the line. There's so much in jeopardy. We have a baby boy. We have a daughter. We run businesses together. And I feel like the things that he's doing are now a liability. And it's, it's very disheartening that I'm even here today. It breaks my heart. And so as I hear you talk, Mrs. James, it sounds like you love this person, but what you're not going to do is continue down a path where it's not giving you joy and happiness. Exactly. Mr. James, what do you say to these allegations? I feel like I personally, you know, I'm always accused of something I haven't been doing. And no matter what I do, no matter what I try to do, nothing can suffice. You know, um, I feel like she's very insecure, you know? Like I said, wow. no, no matter what I try to do, it's never good enough. I try, to, I try to make things go her way, it never goes her way. It's always me, I'm always wrong. And there's not much I could, you know, not much more I could do for that. I really want this to work. I want us to come to some kind of solution today, and hopefully you can help us do that. So now at least we know what the stakes are. Tell me, Mrs. James, you met way back in 2015, and it was kind of weird the way you all got together, right? Yes, it was very, very strange. It's not your typical mm. uh, relationship, but um, one of his friends I was actually dating at the time, and he was dating someone else. We would be around each other often, and I definitely thought he was very attractive and he was handsome, and in return, later down the line, I found out he felt the same way about me. Seven years later, we have a baby, we're married, and that's, that's kind of how we met. So you all were in other relationships, but there was an attraction. Yes. And, um, and you broke up with your relationship? We both broke up with those people. We actually all used to be around each other as a, a two-relationship type of thing. We all hung out. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming those other two people probably feel some kind of way about the way it all went down. More than likely, but that's... Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. So, now we move past how you were attracted to each other mm -hmm. to now you think your man is cheating. 
Mm-hmm. Give me the evidence. I know that I feel in my gut that he's cheating. You know you had that woman's intuition. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was one night, like several nights, that I'm calling his phone constantly, calling, calling, calling. He's not answering. And now it's 3 a.m. He finally answers the phone. He tells me, oh, I'm at one of my friend's house. This friend in particular is a bachelor. He always has girls over the house. It's just always a circus. Mrs. James, let me be very clear. Was this when you all were dating, engaged, or married? This is when we're married. Okay, so you're calling your husband. Exactly. Okay, I just want to, to be real clear. To come home or figure out where he is while I'm home with the kids. And it's at 3 o'clock in the morning. Three, that's the eight. first time that you speak to him after an evening out. Yes, I called him and he didn't answer. And then okay. he finally called me back at 3 a.m. Okay, so what did he say? He said to me, oh, hey, we're all just hanging out and, you know, it's a couple girls over here and there. Exactly. I can't be that crazy. Right. Like, I'm like, so what was the reason for doing that? I don't get what type of party this is that you're at being married. Um, so I asked him, what were you doing while all this was going on? He said he was just there. And I, I, I highly doubt he was just a bystander while... Tag your it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was there at 3 a.m., but the situation is, you know, I told her what was going on, you know? Not like she had to find out through the Wait, 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 wait. What time did you leave the house? I left the house, we'll say about 8.30, 9 o'clock. <laughs> so between 8.30, 9 o'clock, and 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you didn't have any conversation with your wife? Well, she knew I was leaving the house. You wait, know? wait, wait. I know my husband is leaving the house this morning at 6.30 to go to his courtroom. I know that for a fact. But if I don't hear from him, it's even though we are completely in some two different states right You're this right. minute till 3 o'clock in the morning, hmm. I'm going to have some questions. And I understand that, you know, and that's why I, I didn't hold any information back. I told her what was going on, you know, straight from the horse's, horse's mouth. No, you so. told her at 3 o'clock in the morning. What, exactly. what prevented you from calling your wife at, say, 11 and say, babe, I know it's getting late, but I want you to know yeah. I'm all right. I'm going to be out you know? with the boy. Well, this friend is a friend, I mean, who I, have, who I don't see all the time. Okay, so. again, I'm going to go back to a basic question. What prevented you from at about 11 o'clock um, calling her and saying, hey, babe, I know it's getting late. I don't want you to wait up, but I'm okay. I'm over at Joey house. Well, I mean, the only thing that prevented me from that was a few beers, you know, having a good time, music playing, talking, laughing, you know, just, just having a general good time. And you My forgot that track. you were married? Next, he's not answering the phone again. He finally answers the phone. He's like, oh, I'm gonna call you right back. I'm gonna call you right back. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's an emergency. I'm not sure. Two seconds later, he butt dials me. And what I actually heard was him and another woman. Can I speak your honor? Yeah, I, I just would like to hear the allegation. And then, of course, you can. And actually, the things that I heard, I knew that they were having sex or they had just had sex. want to make sure that the next time Mrs. James, Ayana goes out and she wants to kick it with Star <laughs> and Sandy and Vanessa and them. Okay. And she leaves the house at 7.30 and you don't hear from her from 3 o'clock. I want to make sure you would be real cool with that. And when you call her or you, she finally calls you back at 3 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and it's not just Star and Vanessa and Sandy and them. It's Robert and his boys. And Mike and all of them. And well, Mike <laughs> and Tyrone. You know, well, we live in a world okay. of the opposite sex, you know, so I maybe I trust her more than she trusts me. No, no. It's not about trusting. It's what happened also. That, and throughout those, those hours, 
are unaccounted for. I have no idea where you, what you were doing, where you were at, and then when you finally talked to me at 3 a.m., the story is like it was a zoo. It's out of this world. I mean, at least you heard the story from me and so not no, anyone else. Now I have to say. think and, and that's your answer to that, and you're sticking with it. You that's didn't ridiculous. do anything, and the best part about it is at least you told her yourself. That's you know, I, I, I do feel bad, you know, for the time that it was. Everyone's there having a good time. What uh, does that mean, having a good time? Um, you know, music's playing, we're drinking, having, we're having a, you know. Why you need to be partying with other women? Why would you do that? And well, you told me that the women there were like humping on other guys, and they well, were. Well, you know, it didn't, it didn't initially turn out as, as it wasn't supposed to be that. You know, I went to go hang out with a friend. You know, and I'm in his house, his See, rules. Mr. James, did you want to get married, or were you trapped into a marriage? No, I wanted to get married. Okay, she's kind of fly, so I'm just looking at your wife. You got a good one. Why you need to go over and party with miscellaneous women? I just want to know. I mean, she's a fly-looking right. young lady. That, that, you know, that is true. But again, you know, it wasn't supposed to turn out like that. It just okay. happened. I got you. But then when you get there and it turns into something that can be stank, why didn't you leave? You're a married man. Why, <laughs> why didn't you leave? Um, I didn't leave because I didn't. I, I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong, so I didn't feel it necessary for, okay. me, for me to have to leave. What mm. else, baby? Mm. Next. Well... There's several instances, so I can go on forever, but the next uh, situation that happened is he's not answering the phone again. Um, he finally answers the phone, and he's huffing and puffing, and he's like, oh, I'm going to call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's an emergency. I'm not sure. Later down the line, like about two seconds later, he butt dials me, I guess because I was calling him, so he called, he called me right back. And what I actually heard was him and another woman. <laughs> and I had no idea that he was with this woman, and... Can I speak, Your Honor? Because... Yeah, I, I just would like to hear the allegation, and then, of course, you can. And actually, the things that I heard, I knew that they were having sex, or they had just had sex. Because he he basically said, um, we got to hurry up, we got to hurry up, I got I to gotta go, we, we're, we're bugging out, we're bugging out. So it has to be somebody that either knows me and knows that we're married or, or knew we were together at that time. And it was just really hurtful to hear that, and I asked him about it several times after, he says that it was just a friend and uh, not to worry about it, but I know what I heard. And that's not intuition. That was clear as day. You butt-dialed me, and I heard everything on the phone. All right. Well, in my defense, Your Honor, you know, first of all, this happened way before we was married. Way before, you know? We, I was just transitioning out of an old relationship into this relationship. Were you dating it? Um, I, I, was, I, was, I was leaving someone else and, you know, starting to date her. So one of our major issues is, you know, when I'm tying females at the shop. So she doesn't trust you with the um, female employees? She doesn't trust me. She doesn't trust the females at the shop. I truly feel that the people that he hires aren't interested in clothing. They aren't interested in nothing that has to do with the shop. They're more interested in him. So in other words, you got a bunch of pretty girls that are not in retail that don't know anything about the exactly. job. Exactly. Exactly. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. So here's my question. Did you tell the now Mrs. James that you were not in an exclusive relationship at that time? No. So she believed that she was in a monogamous relationship exactly. with you. Exactly. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so you admit that. Yes. And you were unfaithful on that occasion. You know, like I said, it was way before we were married. 
You know, to even be bringing this up in court, I think is a little bit of a stretch. You know, it was so long ago. I've been, since we've been married, since we've been, since that time happened, I've been, you know, I've been a faithful, I'm a loving husband, I'm a great father, you know, and I take care of the household. So. Mr. James, I, I'm, I can tell you something that I learned a long time ago, and just the fact that she's crying now, I can guarantee you that when she said she forgave you and moved on, okay, that's how you ended up continuing to date, got engaged, got married, had a baby, raising your family. But she never, ever forgot how that made her feel. And every single time she thinks about it, <laughs> that is why she is standing there with tears running down her face. <laughs> and trying to stop them. <laughs> okay? No matter what. Because when you're in a new relationship, you walk in the door thinking, he's going to be the right one. Yeah. With a big smile on your face. Yeah. You walk in with that. And then if the other person violates that trust, it takes a whole lot to build it back up. That's the one thing that I can tell you, being the old lady in the room, okay? I take off the judge hat and put on the auntie hat. For real, <laughs> though. You have to build that trust again. And so every time some new stuff happens, that same hurt that she felt from listening to you just having had sex with another woman, she hears it all over again. Did I summarize that fairly accurately? Thank you. Yes, you did. Better than I could ever summarize that. I hope that he hears it and understands that and not just thinks that I'm overreacting. It's, these are things I still feel, and I do hear that every time. Like, literally. Every time he does something he's not answering, I go back to that moment where he wasn't answering, and then I heard all of that. You hear what I'm saying, Mr. James? Oh, uh, yeah. Does that actually make sense to you? It makes sense, Your Honor. Yeah. So how can we fix that? Because that's your wife. You know, um, you know, I, I thought I've been working on it throughout all these years, you know? I, I thought I've been coming to a solution by, you know, not doing anything to make a mistrust me outside the norm, you know? And um, you know, but even even to now, like we like said, like you said earlier, we, we own multiple multiple businesses together. Mm -hmm. So one of our businesses is, is a clothing store. Right. And is one it of the successful? Yes, it is. Yes, it Good is. Good for you. you know, Congratulations to the Thank both you. of you. Thank you. So one of our major issues is, you know, when I hiring females at the shop. You know, um, we hire men and, you know, hire females as well. But whenever I try to hire a female, it's always a problem. You know, it's always some kind of major issue with that. So instead of working with me to hire females, she leads me to task to where when I do it, it's a problem. Um, so she doesn't trust you with um, the female employees? She doesn't trust me. She doesn't trust the females at the shop. You know, it's, it's just a lack of trust. She thinks everyone's out to do something or I'm out to do something with everyone. Mrs. James, talk to me a little bit about what's going on with the shop. Well... I truly feel that the people that he hires aren't interested in clothing. They aren't interested in nothing that has to do with the shop. They're more interested in him. And I know that because when I go in there, I barely see them working. Or, I don't know, I just know that the females that he chooses to, they're really attractive. It's not that they're attractive, that that's the problem. It's the fact that they're really attractive and they're not in the same styling lane that they're getting the job for. So it confuses me on the purpose of why they're really there. So in are other they words, you to... got a bunch of pretty girls that are not in retail that don't know Is it a club? About the exactly, job. exactly. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. Well, Your Honor, honestly, it's, it's like everything else, it's a job, you know? Some people, some people leave one job, they go to another job. You know, that's ultimately what it is. But I think it's really unfair for her to come in and, you know, and threaten and fire these girls. We even had an instance where a young lady was working for us, you know, and I was gonna hire her, and she said in front of this young girl's face, no, no, you can't work here. You know, basically told her to leave after they exchanged some words and not to come back. Now, that young lady didn't do anything wrong other than try to get a job.
that to say that that young lady was also someone that prior they went out on dates with. They went out to get drinks before and... Drinks doesn't make equal dates, Your Honor. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> How many times did you take this person out for drinks? It was one time. You're the boss, though, right? Y'all are co-owners yes. of, of, the, of the business? Yes. But why are you going out drinking with the support, the mm -hmm. subordinate? Well, you know, th th this is a person who, who I, I, know, I know him prior to hiring. You know, not, not too much, but, you know, we know each other through passing. So, you know, um, it, it was around the time of, of, like, her birthday. So we went out, had a drink, showed support. You know, and that was it. I just find it very interesting. Would you be okay with your beautiful wife going out with somebody and then bringing him into the business? Well, you know, on top, on top of the clothing store, we also own a, own a dance studio together. You okay. Know? She, she's a dancer. I just love that y'all are young entrepreneurs thank trying you, to do thank the darn you. thing. Thank you. You know, so thank we own you. a dance studio together, and, you know, dance is her world. So I know all the all the male the male clients that she, that she works with, and you know like who she, who she gets buddy buddy with, you know I try to give her that respect level that I think that she should give. Has she in. ever given you any reason to suspect that she is doing anything other than I running? I mean, anything a could be taken as a reason. It depends how you look at it. No, no, I'm talking you. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know. You know, if you have to go to sleep at night worrying about your wife, and okay. I get the feeling just looking at you that you don't, because she doesn't give you those kinds of reasons. <laughs> right. There's just nothing... She sleeps well. I mean, it, there's nothing that even in the dynamic between the two of you that makes me think she gives you a reason. And you're standing there with such confidence. It's the confidence of a husband who knows that his wife is there. So mm -hmm. why would you even put that out in the atmosphere like, well... You, you know it could be any circumstance when you know good and well that girl is not you know as much, as much as you know this is, I like to be realistic I, I, you know I, I've been uncomfortable sometimes you know what I mean but but I've kept it to myself I didn't, I didn't put that on her like how she puts do you really on me. believe come on Mr James this me and you talk really do you honestly believe that I'm, Ayana is out here I don't same way I'm okay not out so here. wait you honestly don't believe it no I don't because you know her, right? He can't yeah. believe it. He he he's not even busy thinking about me. He's out gallivanting. He's uh, hiring girls that like him, and he's doing his own thing. He's not I thinking about what I'm doing. I understand there was a, an issue that was for real. The the issue with the nanny. What's going on oh, with this yeah. nanny? Next time on Divorce Court, she worked at the shop at, at first. Yes. And then she transitioned into nanny. Yeah, she did. They would text each other. I was catching them having like secret whispering conversations. Why wouldn't you all be on a group text? James. They're having their it's own the thing. It's already in fear of her. She already feels uncomfortable. Make the situation comfortable for me and not make it comfortable for the nanny. Who is that? Let me be the husband and, you know, articulate what it's articulate with How her. How did it turn out? Uh, we were at the dance studio. I look to my right. They're there. I look away. I look back. The both of them are gone and the baby's still there. Our nanny's actually here today to properly explain herself. Please tell me what your name is. My name is Diamond Glenn. Did you have any kind of intimate relationship with Mr. James. To be honest, this, this issue is bigger than me. The nanny coming into my house can't look like you. I'm biased. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie.